This is Doug Gertner in Boulder at KGNU talking to uh, Bruce Coburn. I'll never forget the first time I heard Bruce Coburn sing. It was early 1980s, and I was listening to a radio station out of Boulder that didn't happen to be this one when Coburn's iconic If I Had a Rocket Launcher came blasting from my boombox, a really powerful tune that gave me pause, not just lyrically, but because I couldn't place the kind of strong, distinctive voice and guitar playing. I think my best guess at the time was another guy named Bruce, that one from New Jersey, but when the DJ back announced, I learned that the song actually belonged to a guy named Bruce from Canada. Fast forward a few years to a Sunday morning on the streets of Manhattan in New York, and I was strolling past a street vendor with his wares kind of arrayed on a blanket along the sidewalk, and staring up at me from the cover of an album titled Humans was a blonde-haired, bespectacled Bruce Coburn, and I bought the LP for a few bucks, took it home to my turntable and heard all about grim travelers in dawn skies and rumors of glory and fascist architecture of my own design. And I was drawn in and I've been a huge Bruce Coburn fan ever since. I've collected his entire catalog and, by the way, legitimately not from street vendors. And I've seen Coburn perform live countless times in Colorado and beyond. So I'm really delighted to have uh, Bruce Coburn on the line to chat a bit before he plays the Boulder Theater this Sunday, November 17th. Bruce Coburn, welcome to KGNU Community Radio. Thanks for having me. It's nice to be talking to you. Yeah, thanks. To be fair, um, this station has always been a supporter of your music, and you've definitely been heard on these airways ever since the station launched in 1978. So before we talk about uh, your upcoming Boulder appearance, I, I, I hope you'll endure a couple of questions from a longtime fan. Beginning with this, I think even a less fervent fan than me would note, you know, from your earliest work, there have been themes of faith, both spiritual and mystical, but also pointing toward organized religion in your songwriting. And I know that carries forward to your amazing new album, uh, Crowing Ignites, an all-instrumental masterpiece, I dare say, that you dropped in September of this year, which has tunes on it like Easter and Bells of Gethsemane. Um, Can I ask you, and I know it's a big topic, but can you kind of give us the elevator answer to the role of faith in your music um, and your life over the years and up to this latest release? (laughs) Well, (laughs) um, yeah, hard to give a short answer, but... but the, the idea of having a relationship with the divine is, is one that is central to my understanding of how I fit in the universe, uh, and the music reflects that. That's the simple answer. I mean, it, it's the angle of pers- approach has changed here and there over the years, and the, uh, my understanding of what that relationship is supposed to be has developed, uh, you know, since since way back when. But uh, but it's kind of always been there from at least in when I was in my late teens and I sort of understood that there was this there was an aspect of life that was not that transcended the physical and that that aspect should be paid attention to so thanks it it, it makes sense and I just I've always wanted to ask and, and thanks for indulging me I think similarly when I mentioned the first tune of yours I remember hearing rocket launcher um, 
what continued to attract me as a fan in subsequent years was really your direct attention to geopolitical subject matter from the two Nicaragua off of stealing fire to early attention to climate change with if a tree falls. And I know, again, this is another big topic, but, but how do you summarize how you see an artist, a musician's role in political discourse and maybe a bit about your approach over the years right up to the present wild times we're all navigating in terms of this pol- political... Yeah, it, yeah, well, the political whatever, the, the big question mark. The, um, yeah, the swamp expands, uh, you know, kind of incrementally. But, uh, but uh, the... Um, for me, you know, I mean, artists aren't so different from everybody else. The main difference is that we have, to whatever degree we have it, an opportunity to display our views in public and uh, and therefore potentially to influence people. So for me, that means, yeah, I mean, it's just the responsibility I have is the same as what everyone has, which is to pay attention and try and try and leave your campsite better than you found it. You know, I mean, that's what I was taught as a kid when canoe tripping, and the uh, it applies to the planet as much as anything else, and it applies to society as much as anything else. So, you know, if you if you stumble on a mess, then do what you can to clean it up. So, so uh, as an artist with a, a you know a degree of public voice, I feel that that responsibility extends to the use of the voice. And uh, that doesn't mean I'm that I'm only supposed to write about issues, <laughs> or anyone. Nor nor is anyone else only supposed to write about issues. The art is the art. If the art's no good, then the issues are not going to be uh, effectively addressed in the art. So the art comes first, whatever it is, whether you're a painter or a songwriter or <clears throat> or an instrumental composer or whatever it might be. I mean, you, but there's a sensibility that underlies all of that, and and uh, hopefully that. The sense of awareness and sense of concern comes through, and and hopefully uh, people are moved by it. And and I think, I mean, the idea that one song might move a bunch of people is, yeah. I mean, I guess that can happen, but it's not the norm. I think what happens in the norm is that there's a bunch of people who are concerned about something, and a song comes along that that addresses that concern, and they they rally around that. So that's how, that, to me, how music works as a motivator, and it's not. It's not just as a, I, I don't think songs are going to save the world, <laughs> but people, if, if it can be saved, people will save it. You know? Well, and certainly, as you suggest, you've, you've lent your voice to any number of causes, and I'll, you know, be a, a voice of one here in uh, saying the inspiration and the uh, education that it's, it's provided me, which I guess makes me want to pivot before we have to wrap up to your newest release, Crowing Ignites, and how you came to record and release an all-instrumental album. Well, yeah, I mean, that's... <clears throat> um, it's, it's sort of independent of, of what we were just talking about in a way, although, I mean, it, the, the, the picture applies across the board, but, but the, the choice of doing that album now really came out of my manager, Bernie, and I speculating about what, you know, whether or not it would be a good idea to do another instrumental album, a follow-up to Speechless that we put out a few years ago. And and originally the concept was to do to do Speechless 2, which was, and Speechless, if some, some of the folks will know this, but it's an instrumental collection using previously recorded tracks with a few new ones. 
added, and uh, it was a, a selection of, of stuff that had been recorded over the years. And we thought we could do Speechless too. There'd be uh, there was lots left over to make use of, and uh, some some pieces that had been recorded since Speechless that would be appropriate. And I would write a few new pieces, and then we would have Speechless too. But I started when I started going after instrumental ideas, they just kept coming, and so I ended up with a whole album's worth of new stuff instead of, you know, instead of the re-release aspect of that. And uh, so it, it became Crowing Ignites and not uh, not Speechless too. It's it's its own thing entirely. It's people have said. I mean, it's hard for me to assess the effect of instrumental music on a listener. I know how it affects me. And I know what I put into it, but how do people uh, receive it? Is you know I have to depend on the feedback I get, and people have d described it as you know having a depth and a spirituality to it, and and I'm glad that they're that's what they're hearing in it. But you know we're enjoying. I was just most mostly concerned with getting the notes right. Well, you certainly did. We're enjoying the heck out of it here. I I played Mount Lefroy's uh, Waltz very early on. Blind Willie's been getting uh, uh, airplay. And um, I'm talking to Bruce Coburn. He'll be playing our beloved Boulder Theater this Sunday, November 17th. Before we have to say so long, um, let folks know what you have planned for the show um, as we're looking forward to welcoming you back to a place that knows and, and loves you well. Well, we got uh, this... This tour, last time we came through, if I remember correctly, it was the band that was touring with Bone on Bone. People who saw that show will remember that my nephew, John Aaron Coburn, was playing accordion primarily and a little bit of guitar in the band. Uh, and he and I are now touring as a duo, so uh, and he's playing more guitar. So there's a lot of fairly intricate guitar stuff going on, and uh, plus the accordion. And uh, it's but it's more of an acoustic show than than the last one was. And well, in fact, other than other than the fact that calling things acoustic these days is a bit of, a bit of a misnomer because everything's plugged in. But but uh, there's no drums <laughs> and no bass. It's just two guys with with acoustic guitars and and the accordion and little bits of other things. So it's and we've been having a lot of fun doing this stuff and people responded well to it. So we're looking forward. Hopefully. We're looking forward to it very uh, very much. Bruce Coburn, it is great to talk to you. Thanks for your time today, and um, safe travels as you uh, make your way to uh, Boulder for a, it sounds like a, a duo kind of acoustic show this Sunday. Um, we'll see you then. Thanks again. Well, thanks for your interest. And nice to talk to you. That was Doug Gertner. Interviewing Bruce Coburn for KGNU. Uh, Bruce Coburn is coming to the Boulder Theater this Sunday, November 17th, and his new CD is all instrumental pieces. It's called Crowing Ignites. <laughs> 